Welcome to Are We Doing This, a weekly podcast with four internet friends who have no idea what they're doing. Let's get this thing started. Oh, shit. Well, hello there, everyone. <laughs> I guess we're just going to do this. <laughs> it is wow. I. Whoa! All right. The Goblin King. <laughs> so, uh, we have... We have the Goblin King here up on the screen. He's tuning in from someone's bedroom. Turn back, Sarah, before it's too late. <laughs> the best He's thing got seen all long, beautiful hair. He's got a full, frilly... This is an incredible costume. You really put together the whole... <gasps> you are the Goblin King, Jay. This is. He's got the tight pants. I can see the bulge. He's got it all. This is He's beautiful. Everything. Jay. Jay. Jay does not have everything. Jay, he is you missing are, one. J, the J stands for Jareth. He is missing one he extremely. Is the king of the goblins. No, he's missing one extremely important part of this. The crystal ball. Which is? There is. The goblins. There is no baby, in Jay's arms. He has not stolen a small child. He is not throwing that small child up into the air and capturing it. This Jay cannot be the Goblin King. If you watched the film, Isaac, you would know that I showed mercy and gave the child back. Oh, so you're like a after-the-movie kind of Goblin King. I'm a Goblin King that did the fucking challenge. Like a a washed-up Goblin (laughs) King. Oh, no, 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 no. More like the Goblin King on the come down, right? (laughs) You know, everything's just kind of real quiet and chill. And, you know, the party's over, it's sweeping up time. Ludo's just, like, lifting rocks, throwing them back into place, you know? Okay. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes. yes. Hello? You're still with us. Did I make it? Are you recording yeah. yet? Yeah, we've yeah, already yeah, started recording. recording. Uh, oh, you didn't... What's going on? You didn't hear me fuck up the intro. Wait, what? That wasn't... Jay, there was just... So, on your video monitor like in your house in what i think looks like your office Mm. jareth the goblin king was there where were you i am the goblin king (laughs) motherfuckers oh Oh, my god all right well here god damn (laughs) jay are you gonna be throwing candy at children in that costume I am going to be throwing candy at children in this costume, and I think maybe at least a few of them are going to think a little bit differently about life <laughs> after having had me throw candy at them than before they had me throw candy at them. And I don't ever want to preemptively tell Connor how to edit, uh, but I would just be prepared for a silky smooth jazz break. Brothers, uh, as part of my uh, getting into method, I have never had to sort of, how shall I say, uh, create a bulge, and I looked that up, and my search history is fucking ruined. <laughs> oh, you've never had to pack before. For a second oh. there, I wasn't sure well, if you were you saying know, getting so into method or getting into meth. Up. Oh, no. Oh, no. I guess it was last episode. I said that I would bow before the Goblin King if Jay really was the Goblin King. And, like, well, 
I have here are photos of me, you know, doing a full, full, uh, you know, presentational. I bend the knee, Jay. I bow. Oh, where are these in the super secret text channel? Yep. Oh yeah, I guess I sent them to Craig. Well, whatever. Well, pictures. Well, yeah. You, I mean, he you, just wants to have, see his boyfriend too. Everybody you have does. Bowed to the Goblin King, and therefore, uh, you shall you shall come out of this unscathed. Uh, Thanks. I, hey, Jay. Hey, Jay, I have some words for you. They must be kind words for your Goblin King. You have no power over me. <laughs> <laughs> I can say it now. I've seen the movie. Right. Okay, let, let's get into this film, because this thing is fucking weird. So the film is Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Oh, this movie... <laughs> In the year of our Lord, 1986, the year in which I was born, this was a flop. This was a bad flop, and this actually caused Jim Henson to walk away completely from his um, career directing. This, this was a, this was sort of the, the the beginning of like cult classics. This flopped. How could this have flopped? This was a oh, this was a huge oh. Oh, Xavier, did you not do any? Did you not do any? Um, uh, any diligence on this? This was a huge. This was a box office flop. In '86, this had a budget of twenty-five million dollars, and the box office hit in the U.S. was twelve million. Oof. It didn't even make half. Oh, good God! Um, so I prepared a little bit of a. I prepared prepared kind of like a, a Stefan from SNL uh, quote about this movie. Oh. This the hottest movie in New York is Labyrinth. This movie has everything. David Bowie, scenes that feel like a drug trip, Jim Henson puppets, and did I mention David Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> so this um let's start out with that rotoscoped owl at the beginning. Like <laughs> That was, that was rotoscoped? Uh, oh, I think so. I just was, thought that was super early CGI. It was super early CGI. No, that was, and it was the only non-practical effect that was in the entire film. Weird, like Super in the in the opening credits and then thing. It like becomes animated in the last five or six frames, which transition into a real life owl landing in a real room. Yeah, it was a uh, that was that certainly set a tone. Let's put it that way. I would say like in general, like the the effects really held up. Like, because most of it wasn't as, computerized, right? Most in of it in general, practical. But just like how like the, I, uh, I would be, I, I I was watching along. The only thing that ever took me out of the movie was the music. Oh, the music is the best. Uh, you got music. David Bowie on the soundtrack. Oh, You're so gonna make the voice thing. In the way that in the way that Queen, being the soundtrack for the Highlander, weirdly kind of takes you out of the Highlander movie because you're like. Why did Queen do a soundtrack? To live forever. It already, that movie's already full. Like pouring a Queen soundtrack on top of it. Forever. And so I think you have to take Labyrinth in that spirit, right? It's definitely a yes and kind of film. <laughs> yeah, it was a. Uh... I I love, love, love this movie. And it There's becomes better and better. love. Deep in Deep your, in your eyes, eyes, a kind, kind of pale jewel. 
Open and close within your eyes. I'll place the sky within your eyes. So, Isaac, it's actually incredibly good that you saw this movie with your kids because this movie gets better once you have about 10 years of nostalgia on it. It's it's one of those rare, wonderful films where it's like got some shit going on that just like doesn't make sense to children at all. They have no context for it. And like the more context you have, the more you come back to it and you're like, why did they make this? How did they make this? Why is each little bit of it so weird and delightful? I think we yeah, know the you know, answer you know, to that. Connor, it's a very easy answer. It would have been uh, great to have seen it with my children. However, that didn't happen. Oh no! Wait, what happened? We have been reading through the Harry Potter books at bedtime, and they are allowed to watch the movie after they have finished. After they have finished each book, they can watch the movie because they haven't seen the movies yet. And this Friday was the first Friday that they had um, after they had finished the second book so as much as i wanted to make friday movie night be labyrinth night that was just not gonna happen they've been waiting to watch that second harry potter movie for over a month i believe and so so i ended up watching it just asta and i uh after we put the kids to bed on tuesday or wednesday Asta ever seen it before no, this was our. This was both of our first times, in large part, I think, because of our upbringing. And um, I actually think my my children would probably have been having nightmares from many of the scenes in it. Um, <laughs> no way! You have to show it to them, Isaac. You have, you I have will, to show it to no, them. No, I will at some point, um, perhaps in the relatively near future, but. If I do, I will blame each and every one of you for the nightmares, the screaming, the why are these hands grabbing me? The all, oh no, the goblin kings. Yeah, yeah, those oh, that like will that all fire come gang. down on you. I forgot just how oh, kind good of funky God. The fire Xavier gang loved is. the Xavier loved the fire gang. When he got to that part, he sent me a, a screen grab and was just like, "Oh no, is this what you and Connor were talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, and the scene where she eats the peach also really feels like a drug trip. Oh, there was this was about, just 100% wait, wait, we're, drugs. We're missing so much. What about the fact that like Hoggle's just pissing into like a pool? Yeah, that was like a, that's uh, our introduction to That was a hell of an intro. This magical world. This magical world is Hoggle just zipping it up and turning our just turning it around. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't see you there. Yeah, that was a that was a uh interesting way to start a movie it's like hmm. it, it, it's what it well what it makes you wonder is like who was this for like who isn't it for who it's for kids for everyone for and no one at the it's same for, time it's for it, it's like one of those rare and and this could be a challenge to uh isaac for you because you you've never seen it before but and connor hopefully you can back me up a little bit on this from um from your vantage point but like this this truly is a movie for everyone in an era where they were not making movies for everyone. Like there are just so many like subtle ways in which this was made for counterculture. This is made for it, it, this was made with a nod towards um, 
maybe some some of like the sexually repressed culture of the era and it just does what it wants and unabashedly so um there's this movie... like no it was just extremely strangely structured hmm what do you mean i, I liked honestly th- this was my favorite challenge because unlike some of the other movies we've watched i i have a little theory to present y'all with I feel like movies over the past 20 to 30 years have gotten longer. Oh, significantly. Oh, yeah. If I'm going to be honest, if I would have gone to a theater and paid movie ticket prices to go see The Labyrinth, and it would have only been an hour and a half, I would have felt like now I'd be like, I didn't really get my money's worth. You know what I mean? Because I'm used to like two hour, three hour Avengers, Lord of the Rings. Well, that's because like the movie industry as a whole has sort of like... And you can you can Google this on your own, who you know whatever you'd like, but um, like they've just developed this method, this script, and like all movies have the same, they follow they follow the same approach, and it's because people are going to the movies less and less, well, especially now, um, and uh, they want to make as much money as they can or could in the before times, um. And, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of room for sort of whimsical, fun attempts. Also, how I the... think that I, I like your appraisal of this, Xavier. And what I would say to you is I think this would be a movie that would be like a Netflix original. Yeah. Or yeah, like, this... like an Amazon original if it came out now. Or like, I don't know, like, like a weird little like HBO movie or like a Hulu movie. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think so. Something I think you're right that, on that. Kind of like the Dark Crystal on Netflix, which didn't get picked up for a second season. Do I mean, any of you watched the Dark Crystal? The, yeah. the original well, and, movie? Uh, yeah. or the, and Jim Henson the Netflix productions series. were yeah. involved in both of those, in both this and the and Labyrinth. Like, this is all the same yep. set of small, small set of Hollywood Englishmen uh, kind of working together, <laughs> getting that American dollar to make that strange British fantasy, and there's yeah. absolutely some crazy British stuff in there. As much as they're kind of caricature goblins that represent Eastern Europeans, and um, like there's a weird Spanish goblin, uh, there are absolutely some like Welsh mining kobold goblins and goblins that just. Are uh, are like old chattery uh, English daughters, you know? Yeah, like Charlie Brown parents goblins. Oh, like uh, Sir Didymus. Oh, Sir Didymus is a proud and noble fox brother man. I love him. Sir Didymus is a great character. He's not me. I am the Sir, goblin Sir, king. Sir Didymus is a great. Character. I get it now. I get it now. You know that that you are less Sir Didymus <laughs> and his friend Ambrosia and more the Goblin King. I I understand that now. Who do we think Isaac is? The worm. Don't go that, that way. If, you... if she'd have gone that <laughs> way, she'd have gone <laughs> straight to, to that castle. castle. <laughs> Isaac gives everybody bad advice. <laughs> I think I we covered I this last week. With that, I kind of we think did. of him as the four guardsmen, the ones where Ooh. they're each they're head to tail to each other, and then they're side by side, and they're all 
kind of trying to be a logic puzzle, but they don't make any sense. Yes. I like the best part about Godot. that is that they Isaac, don't understand yeah. their own puzzle. I feel Fuck, like I've always I see follow that conversation and see the humor in it. And Jay just kind of sees like four of the same guy talking to each other. And it's like, <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I can't. Just shut up and let me pass. I've got a challenge. <laughs> I've got a challenge for us all. Like, I know this is literally and then, in the And episode. then hundreds of hands kind of ask Jay what he wants and give it to him. I've, I've got a challenge Phrasing. for us all. You know, we're not a challenge podcast. So yeah, we're not a challenge podcast, buddy. Can we talk about the movie? We're also not a movie podcast, but we're talking about the movie <laughs> right now. Can, can, I, can I say something we should try and watch for next week or for the not-too-distant future? Oh, but we're not a challenge podcast. We're not, we're we're not, not talking about podcast. that yet. I got a stat I want to share with you that I, I found, okay? Is it the sales um, of the action figures again? No, 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 this is real, no, no, this is real life uh, labyrinth talk here. Okay. So for the set dressings, mm-hmm. if you think of like, let's say you're out on the freeway and you see like a standard like tractor trailer, okay? How mm-hmm. okay. many, how many, okay, I, I'm, here's what I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to turn this into a treat game. Remember how bad you all did at the last one, okay? Mm-hmm. So guess over and under. And you got to be close. Uh, how many truckloads of like twigs and branches did it take? Semi truckloads of twigs and branches. Xavier, get your fucking fingers away from the keyboard. Get off the internet. I'm not on the Xavier, internet. Xavier, <laughs> get off the internet. How many truckloads of twigs and tree branches do y'all think it took to do set dressing for Labyrinth? For like the whole movie, for yep. specific scenes, what what are we talking? Nope. For the whole movie, for the whole movie, oh. how many tractor, how many tractor trailer loads of like twigs, not oh, leaves, I, just like twigs and branches, etc. These would be lorries, right? Because uh, it's Britain. Yes. Um, I'm gonna say thirty. Okay, Connor's at thirty. I'm going with four. Okay, Isaac's at four. I'm going with fifteen. I think. Y'all are so bad at this. 180 lorry God loads damn it. of twigs Whoa. and branches. That's it. Like real like real twigs and branches to get this set together. Where That's did you find this information? Of, uh... I have many editions of Labyrinth. I have many coffee table books. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Labyrinth. I really like Labyrinth. So, in other I words, there was movie. no way I could have, like, Googled this and found the answer. Um, You might have. I don't know. I just saw it in a book when I was waiting for wife to come down to the uh, theater in the basement to watch okay, it. Okay, because, I, I mean, I totally was just on IMDb, and I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. So... Was anybody else, um, as as a first viewer of this, I've got. I think I've got a few. I have a few questions. Please. Please. Um, first, the parents. Um, <laughs> they said that they were going to put the baby to bed before they left, and then they clearly did not do that. What did they think that putting the baby to bed meant? Like just setting it in a crib, or because like, well, you, uh, you might remember she was an hour late. And so right. I think they were probably still up with the baby, like fretting over like where she was, because this is like the mid '80s. Obviously, no cell phones or anything like that. 
And yeah, but like, you know that girl she... goes. You you know she goes to the park and does that every day. Like they knew exactly Ooh, where she was. Judgmental much? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that's a positive or negative. I'm just saying that like they would have known where she was. Maybe some days she goes to the library. Maybe some days she goes on walks in a different park. You're being very <laughs> judgmental about Jennifer Connelly, Sarah. So is also, this um, the the parents? They at, at some point I forget if it, uh, no it was it was Sarah. She. Uh, she she tucked the baby in and everybody knows or should by now that um all that she did was give the baby a little sid's blanket like you don't you don't put blankets with babies in cribs that's that's not a good that's a bad thing to do <laughs> you hurt the baby it's a, a different time mm, isaac you have to understand it was a different time every piece of clothing in the household that those parents lived in was weaponized right the shoulders on the that shoulder pads suit, those could take an eye out so oh, yeah, those could take an eye gonna out. strangle the strangle the baby that's just natural um I, I gotta confess, this movie gave childhood Connor some real nightmares. A oh. lot of those nightmares were actually about the weird 80s parents. The incredibly cruel and distracted and strange, like, yes. kind of, like, absent parent figures that, like, presage the whole weirdness of the movie right like yeah. the reason that jennifer conley is going on this like bad drug trip where david bowie comes to her bedroom and seduces her and takes the baby because the baby needs to be free is because she's like a deeply unsupervised kid in a rust belt town mm -hmm. and this is I like mean, it's definitely trouble, you know it's definitely like a coming of age kind of movie it's like an allegory like yeah, I, I I did not expect it to be that like a moving from uh, childhood into at the very least teenager dumb maybe adulthood even like that's clearly what happens over the course of the movie. Yeah, know, and like it's... all joking aside, especially for the first time viewers, like if you do the, even like the most perfunctory like searches into like making ofs or documentaries, et cetera, et cetera, like what Connor said about like. Like Jareth's character, like seducing Jennifer Connelly, uh's character Sarah, uh, that was very much like that was hyped. That's why we have that's why we have the infamous like David Bowie package. Like this is supposed to be like a like a like a like a, almost like a sexual awakening tale. That's why it, it is, as Xavier put it, it does feel like a drug trip. You know, especially like with the peach. This is supposed to be like. A watered down, like, like teen sexual like awakening, but like, like packaged up. Uh, I'm just gonna say package, 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 package. Um, I mean, David Bowie's a little old for her, but he's David right. Bowie. Oh, he's David Bowie. Is David Bowie ever too old for anyone? Well, because David Bowie is timeless, right? He's and timeless. So... He's, he's not David Bowie. He's the Goblin King. Come on. Oh, he's good God. Timeless. How, how, how do you... Babda. Yeah, um, and how can you not go from the shoulder pads of the parents to the shoulder pads of the Goblin King? That could take out armies of eyes. <laughs> Wait, so who actually won the articulated lorry contest? 
No one, because you all did really, really bad at it. Technically, <laughs> well, when we, is, technically Connor well, the, was the so, highest. Mm, mm, mm. So the thing is, Jay, you were describing a delivery truck and not an articulated lorry, and those are two different things. I was thinking delivery trucks, which are 53 feet long. You're talking about a lorry, which is like, you know, like a box. Uh, yeah, well, I was thinking semis. Like a, yeah, I was also right, thinking right, semis, right. Jay. And I they're think talking British box trucks. There's different. There's different Unicode icons for this, right? There's different emojis, right? One of them's uh, U1F69A, and the other one is 1F69B. Mm-hmm. Also, 69. Yeah. Um, <laughs> every time you like talk about logistics in an emoji context, yeah. Does that come up very often for you, Connor? Mm-hmm. Nice. Therefore, I think Jay owes us all treats because he didn't specify the rules of the challenge. I mean, David Bowie in this movie. What the hell is that noise? That is, uh, uh, just a minute, just a minute, please. Uh, almost there. Okay. The hell was that? A very mushy <gasps> keyboard. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That was just me deleting all of your addresses from my treat website. <laughs> 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 oh, no. I, oh no i rely on that treat website yeah. for mm-hmm. basically sustenance how I, live. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have dinosaur socks on right now if it wasn't for uh, like a misclick on that treat website <laughs> you got dinosaur socks yeah, jay fucked up and sent me dinosaur socks and maybe not anything else to anybody else i think right i mean so from the user experience of this was that i got a soft plastic bag stuffed into my mailbox that had my address on it and a return address for the gap and no other instructions and i ripped it open and there was a pack of three dinosaur three pairs of dinosaur socks six socks total I'm currently wearing the uh, Triceratops in a sweater. Uh, it's only a two. It's only his front legs. Um, it, it the sweater goes around kind of like it assumes so, a waist wait, that Connor, makes him kind of half well, sweater and half I think, I, sweater. I think I, I think need to make sure that we're I think framing. Jay misclicked on for me too. I think cause... wait 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 wait. I think Connor is miss maybe understanding the weight or significance um and he's bearing a few details one these are red and uh, green christmas themed socks with dinosaurs that are wearing sweaters and the reason for this is because once again the earth is only 5500 years old and dinosaurs were absolutely around and those are <laughs> called those my grandmother had a triceratops those little cold-blooded creatures got, they got chilly when it snowed. And they would have absolutely worn a little sweater. If you had a right, little, if, right. if you had a, if you had like a little neighborhood triceratops, right? In like your neighborhood. And it just kind of like tri- was out. The public triceratops. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the public Jay, triceratops. You're, Jay, you're selling past the clothes. I mean, other than the fact that I'm like, you're selling past my clothes. Oh, oh, we did it! The, the triceratops. Oh, oh. What I was trying to point out is that this uh, triceratops is also engaging in sort of this classic, uh, like, how does a horse wear pants? How does a sweater? <laughs> how how does a triceratops wear a sweater? How does the xenomorph from Aliens put on a hat? 
you know, one of these kind of awful, awful internet discussions, which I love and which are really the basis of are we doing this as a podcast. Um, I was just trying to explain the sweater because I thought that was like a really significant discussion point. You know, they're, they're conversation starters. Uh, socks is what they are. You know, they're, they're, they're uh, icebreaker socks. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, as Jay, I learn how I to think... win friends and influence people, I think that these socks will be a valuable tool in my kind of, like, utility belt of conversation topic starter. Uh, brother, you already uh, have won friends and influenced us. Oh, that's really sweet of you to say. That's hmm. influenced in the sense of, like, the way that, like, a toxoplasmosis makes humans think that cats are awesome. You've worked that that into way too many episodes. I'm about to put. I'm about to hit. I'm about to hit the button on toxoplasmosis. Kind of like put their babies inside of the caterpillars. Like there's some awful stuff that God made, or it evolved on its own. Whichever you want. There be some awful things that have evolved. So I mean, we don't have to get out of labyrinth completely, but do we? Do we want to have a quick aside about treats or? I mean, because because Connor, I think. Oh, we're um, in the You may misunderstand aside. because Say, uh, Isaac, you got treats. Yeah, you, you I got think a misclick Jay, as well. Jay misclicked and somehow sent me. Uh, oh, Jareth kind of took over. Pursuant to our conversation last week about the redistribution of pants. Um, I was so Jay, far ahead of the curve on this one. I was so far ahead of the curve on this one. Jay has sent to me uh, some jeans, some uh, some some jeans also from the Gap, and they are wonderful. They they uh, cup my body in all of the right ways. They're comfortable. Care, care. They oh. are. They they were from they were from Old Navy. The gap is oh, only for them, yeah. COVID ladies. Right. Yes. <laughs> I well, hate I think, all I of you. A, I hate <laughs> all of you. I We're gonna it have came to in a gap bag, though. Yeah. Jay also. So, yeah. It was. Uh, I. I'm. I'm so. I. I have been wearing them in rotation with my uh, other jeans uh, in, over the last uh, week or so, and they are very nice, and I love them. So thank you, Jay. Jay also misclicked for me a couple weeks ago. Have we already talked about my misclick on last episode? I don't remember. We haven't talked about. I don't no, think so. We, nobody had. Uh, well, you had received yours, Scarf. and Connor had received his, but Isaac's had. We had a little bit of a, a, a shipping goof because uh, it was passed off to the United States Postal Service and not UPS. And so they're extremely his, busy right now. Yeah, they're very, very... You should oh, not God, I burden bur- your post person. Shit, I burdened a post person last week. Okay, great. If we lose Wisconsin, we'll know why. Jazz break. <laughs> we should burden the brown. No. We can, no, no, no. We can burden FedEx because that's just my brother driving. I don't care. Your brother works for FedEx? <laughs> Yeah, my my brother actually, my brother drives a delivery truck for FedEx, and my father-in-law, unrelatedly, drives a semi uh, to and from Tower, South Dakota or North Dakota, rather, I believe. Stop! Um, stop! 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 We're no, 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 no,
It's no, a double no, no, trailer. No, 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 nope. Stop, 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 stop. We're veering into dark territory where Isaac tells a boring, long-winded story that is not germane to anything that we're actually supposed to be talking about in the podcast. Oh, we don't have time. No, for I mean, this. My story, my story was almost done. A logistics podcast. So I'm just nipping this segment in the bud. I agree with Jay on this one. We're like two thirds <laughs> of the way towards camping. Is that the problem? <laughs> yes. Um, Fine, let's talk about shipping and logistics. Nope. Yes. Fuck Finally. No. I've been waiting for we're, we're gonna talk eight about months. Though. We're going to talk about something I like. I bought another Kindle. <laughs> How many Kindles is this what? now, Xavier? God. This is just like, Kindle just number like, three. Just like this cat poop thing. We're going to. We're. I'm going to end the segment. Like, I'm going to. There's going to reach a point where. I, we just can't talk about Kindles anymore. I mean, I think so, Dirty Jeff has somehow toxoplasmosticized toxim- you, you, Xavier. Right. We got to call this, Is the, are these the blank slates? We got to change the name of the Kindle to something like Dirty the way that Dirty Jeff is. You know, we, we need to actually... Uh, E-slates. Change, change our language. E-slates. No, I, I, See, I love but, the Kindle. I, I love the... I, I think it's a wonderful device that uh we should we've spent a lot of time talking about over the last several episodes and uh until xavier has a literal bookshelf full of them which should be according to my calculations about three weeks i think we need a table discussion of the kindles for a while thank god uh, i was just gonna say the this wisest point. thing you've said on this podcast well i do want to know xavier episodes. what model of kindle is it that you got don't encourage him don't no 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 i'm not encouraging him. him i just this is a fact-finding mission jay i have to know uh the kindle oasis eighth generation so it's the six inch one those are meaningless words to me but i guess i'll <laughs> google them later and they'll the meaning will become more clear. I was clear, I going hope. to say this one actually replaces my paperwhite, which I'm giving okay, to so my you're gonna be, Are you going to be... do some kind of... Wait, you, you, there was a Kindle shuffle. What was that? Um, Kindle shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Title. <laughs> um, Who's getting the paperwhite? Uh, my, my younger nephew, who really likes books, is getting the paperwhite, and I'm taking the Oasis for myself because it replaces all of the things my paperwhite can do and if my nephew doesn't want the paperwhite um hey mr isaac you want a paperwhite i mean send it to your nephew first because i think they 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 uh they if they like books they may like one if they don't like, and especially in the especially in the during times like libraries being able to check out ebooks is a fantastic thing because you don't have to to go to the library work for me well, maybe uh, maybe some one of these days I'll uh, see if I can point you in the right direction. Xavier, if you have a seventy dollar budget, you should just make your own library box. Library. Wait box. a minute, I can already. Wait, uh... no, I'm serious. J J J. Do you have the internet? Do you uh, do you have a Google app? Librarybox dot dot us. Oh, like um. Okay. Okay. Librarybox dot us. Okay. So what this is, this? is you take you take a little baby router, which now are just computers that have routing software on them, and like the router hardware, which is powered by USB power. They're twenty-five dollars on Amazon now. You load it up with a special distribution of Linux called Library Box V two point one, which is a could little I, could Linux I do this with a Raspberry Pi that I already have? 
you could uh that's how you did this when this project was around seven years ago now you just pay 70 bucks and get like the 25 dollar box and the 35 dollar solar panel and backup battery kit oh so does this live outside deploy an ebook sharing wi-fi portal to as much digital content as you are willing to put on a little box that you nail up to a telephone pole. Oh, this is perfect for me. It's got all the things. Yeah, right? It's like a little free that. library, except it's also like a Wi-Fi mesh network, and it's also like a fuck you, the government. I'm going to put the anarchist cookbook PDFs on here, and like, you know, like everyone should get the access to the dangerous, the like I... poison cabinet. Let's go. Fuck the I wanna... system. I want to download dip. this directly on your cell This phone. seems like something Jay would be interested in doing. Not at all. Um, I want to dip briefly back in, very briefly back into Labyrinth. I just want to say again, this film is not of this era. I have enormous amount of respect for modern day um, special effects and people that can do pixel work. Uh, it's amazing uh, what people can do nowadays. But this is of a different era. And sometime, you know, it, maybe you've seen this uh, a long time ago and, and, and you are interested in checking it out, out again. Just look at it and try to appreciate it from a purely artistic perspective. Um, Connor obviously is an artist and what they do in this movie is incredible and one of my favorite little details that I just wanted to dip back in here for like obviously the matte paintings are beautiful the set work is beautiful the the Muppets you know the costumes it's all incredible a fellow named Michael Motion um, if you're able to ever watch like a DVD or like if you rent it or buy it on um, the internet like and you get that bonus footage Michael Motion is uh a world famous um, juggler that did all of the glass balls. Uh, and he would like crouch behind David Bowie and, and have his like head up against David Bowie's ass. So actually, he probably had like the best job um, on set. <laughs> and it's his hands that are actually like manipulating the glass balls. And they would literally do hundreds of takes for just one scene where not only did everything have to be perfect and everybody have to nail their lines, but then Michael Motion, who couldn't even see what he was doing, had to juggle these like glass balls like flawlessly. And they did it like hundreds of times until they got it right. And it's just, I feel like that's the kind of thing that we've lost in cinema. Like you don't really see that sort of dedication to the craft uh, nowadays. And it's just a small thing about this movie that I always loved. So that was literally the first thing my wife looked up after finishing the movie was like, oh, really? How did they do that? Yep. And uh, yeah. And did, uh, did she maybe see like a YouTube video or like a clip on like how uh, it's incredible? I don't think she watched a video. I think she just read about it and saw maybe saw some pictures. Yeah, you should watch like a making of. I'm sure they have some clips on YouTube. Um, but like the outtakes are like hilarious. But like, just David Bowie was the just incredible, the consummate professional. Every time he would nail his lines, but this guy, the Goblin King. Oh yeah, I mean, like just imagine every time he would nail his lines, but this guy would like mess up the juggling routine. Like he was just the consummate professional, and uh, they were able to get through it and. They put some incredible stuff on the screen. 
Oh, oh wow, it's been really good to hear from our brother uh, Jay, but he's uh, disappearing into the background of his life. And oh, it looks like here's Jareth, the Goblin King. He's <laughs> reasserted himself, and he's got a whole bunch of things to say in Goblin King accent, just to really round this out and give you know g give him his full royal due, and he can just soliloquize, read poetry, anything he wants. It's his, he's got the floor. He's the Goblin King. He's got the floor, the underside of the floor, the staircase, uh, all of the sort of directionless, gravityless parts of the room. His people use every part of the architecture. Go. Now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by the son of York. And all the clouds that loud upon our great house, now in the deep bosom of the ocean buried. Now are our brows bound with victorious wreaths, our sternal autumns changed for merry meetings, our bruised arms hung up for monuments, our dreadful marches now turned to delightful measures, for grim visaged war has smoothed his wrinkled front. And now instead of mounting barbered steeds to fright the souls of fearful adversaries, he capers nimbly in a lady's chamber to the lascivious pleasing of a lute. But I that am not shaped for sport of tricks, nor made to court an amorous looking glass, I that am rudely stamped in want love's majesty, to strut before a wanton ambling nymph, I that am contailed of this fair proportion cheated a feature by dissembling nature, deformed, unfinished, sent before my time into this breathing world scarce half made up, and that so lamely and unfashionable that dogs bark at me as I halt by them. Why in this piping time of peace have no delight to pass away the time unless to spy my shadow in the sun and descant on my own deformity, and therefore, since I cannot prove a lover to entertain these farewell spoken days, I am determined to prove a villain and hate the idle pleasures of these days. Okay, that's something. Was that a... M Mr. Goblin King? M Mr. Mr. Goblin? Yes. It's pronounced lascivious. <laughs> well, we know who's going to the blog of eternal stench. Mm, Mr. Goblin is my father. <laughs> I'm Please. Mr. King. Call me King. <laughs> Call me King. Yes, I said lascivious. You said lascivious. No, I said lascivious. If there's one thing that I learned from this challenge, and, and you know what, we are we are we are an all inclusive, we are we are a body forward, we are a spiritual forward, we are a <laughs> we are accepting of all <laughs> of all types and kinds. I learned that I I um fucking look good in tights, man. <laughs> <laughs> title, 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 title. <laughs> <laughs> Jay looks good in tights. Oh, Tight. Da -dum -dum -til. Think. Mm -mm. <laughs> Isaac, you got any late October nope, Spooky updates? season upon us, and the spookiest thing happening in my life is that I need to replace my water heater. So that'll be fun. Nothing <laughs> at all? The rusty bottom. Ooh. Ooh. That's a pretty way. Ooh. Ooh. The rusty uh, bottom. That's gentlemen. The title. <laughs> Ooh, that's another pretty waveform. 
take care of take take care of your <laughs> time water heaters. <laughs> take care of your water heater, brothers. Keep an eye on it. Here? Give it some. Is yours not on a raised platform? No. Uh, I think I suspect that that was not required by code uh, when this water heater was installed almost twenty years ago, and also ours is definitely on also a raised platform now. The people who owned this house before us uh, were incompetent in so many ways related to home improvement. Um, <laughs> they created fire hazards. They created clearly water hazards. They, uh, there are, yeah, they were, you can basically tell whether or not it was something that they did based on the fact that. Uh, it's done poorly. So, yeah, no, they uh, they put this water heater in and did a bad job, and now I'll be replacing it, so. Brothers. Yes, Connor? Yes. Yes, sir. You will wake on foreign shores. No! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> yes. Here we go! Here we See go! Out the spooky season! What are we, Connor? Communication specialist Isaac, you awake on foreign shores. You find yourself by the edge of a river, near some train tracks that are up on a little bluff, and beyond that, trees, and beyond that, you've been informed by your superiors, is Dead Man's Hollow. Next to you is a four-foot-long caiman, which is kind of like an alligator. <laughs> has a sniper rifle. Oh, shit. Xavier... Your name is Mr. X. Yes, sir. You're a four-foot-long caiman. <laughs> you have a sniper uh, rifle. <laughs> yes. What do you guys do? What do you see, Mr. X? I see... I, I see a tunnel. And I see objects at the end... You do and see I a tunnel. see objects at the end of that tunnel. Your lizard vision is incredibly precise. That's part of why you're a trained killer. But I don't know what those objects are. There's some sort of humanoid shapes at the end of the tunnel. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Uh, actually, actually roll a situational awareness uh, which check. Which dice is Which is a more general version of the situational... Which is a more general version of the... Um, that, that's a d20, okay. and then you add... Uh, I think you have plus, plus 5 because of your... Uh, 16 plus 5, 21. Wow, okay, so you can roll, see roll. that at the end of the tunnel, uh, the tunnel goes for about 100 feet, and it's dark and wet in there, and it continues along, and, and you can see that it opens up into something on the far end with daylight, and that at that daylight side, but not, not in the dark part of the tunnel, but, but way on the other entrance of it, um, kind of in Dead Man's Hollow, there's a whole bunch of clay people kind of gathering there. We're, um, you can't really quite figure out, like, you, you don't recognize any of them at all, um, but uh, you might want to let Isaac know. I, 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 point, I point down the tunnel and make a human, like, shape with my hands. Or wait, can Isaac speak my language? I'd say I can speak your language. When people speak English, you certainly understand it, Mr. X. Okay. Uh, and yes, also, uh, humans can interpret like a, a, a lizard claw kind of 
pointing down the tunnel and making a little walking motion on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, Isaac, do you look down the tunnel and kind of like confirm? Yeah, I want to uh, take a look. And as I'm doing that, um, right around Mr. X, uh, he's going to notice um, just a, a the, the faintest hint of the smell of a skunk uh, as as I look down and confirm his uh, his observations. Right. Um, well, your uh, bionic eye kind of zooms in, uh, and you can actually make out the, the faces of the, the clay people, uh, Isaac, communication specialist Isaac. And you can see that it, there's a clay J and a, a clavier and a clazic. <laughs> is, the, is there and a cloner? There's a whole bunch of clay Js. And they seem to be gathering like five or six different claviers uh, around at, at the entrance to the tunnel, which is down kind of. The tunnel brings a creek, Dead Man's Run, underneath some stuff, including the rail line, and then out to the, the river that you guys are on in this kind of dry, muddy creek bed. It's not flowing really, but it's full of mud. They seem to be herding all of the the claviers together but in order to learn more you're gonna have to get closer all right xavier your bento box pops open there's a little telephone the bento box is a box that's strapped to your back it's it's standard uh standard issue for northern tier uh incursions as this is um isaac you also have a bento box that looks a little different Xavier, your, your bento box pops open, and you, you can't actually reach this part of the box, but, but a little telephone handle emerges, and, um, you know, it's the kind of thing that that Isaac might be able to pick up and listen to, but you, you're a four-foot-long came in with a sniper rifle, so it's a little tough. I reach down and grab the phone, I pull, I, and, and I hold ring, it up, I hold it ring, up to ring. my ear. What do I hear? Special Agent Chase speaking. Ah, <laughs> uh, I thought it might be you. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Have you completed the task? Xavier, you can hear both ends of this conversation because, like, the phone's kind of attached to you. <laughs> you can just, like, you're listening into the whole thing. Okay. There's a problem. Mr. X, I'm sorry. Have you completed there's, the task? There's a problem. This, is, this isn't the task I was assigned. What is the problem? There are more creatures than we were expecting. But I sent the Cayman. Well, did you send him any bullets? He's got this sniper rifle, but uh, last I checked, there was no ammunition. Listen up, Jack. Mr. X is the best damn Cayman we have, and he's loaded with bullets. Complete the task. Line goes dead. I reach my arm into Xavier's mouth. I grab him by the snout, hold it up, and I reach my arm down his throat and uh, pull out a sack of bullets that... Uh, I assume were there after Jay told me that uh, they were definitely that they, that he had ammunition. That is a completely successful action, though uh, horrifying. Uh, it seems that this is not the first time that Mister X has been um, his own drug mule, so to speak. Bullet um, mule. <laughs> his own bullet mule. Jay, it's very good that that Agent Jay called in and and. One of the things that he realizes, which the audience is also privy to at this point, is that um, 
if you want something done right, you're really going to have to do it yourself. So, um, you're not bringing a couple fireballs online, but you are um, powering up the uh, the gate, as it were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Mr. X, should we move in a little Xavier, closer? Isaac, you guys have a couple choices about moving in a little closer. There's a path that takes you to the left, down the bank of the river, and then up over uh, the train line. Uh, and kind of into the valley in the side that's furthest from all of these clay people that you've been I'm going to need a good vantage. You can also go to the right, um, which will bring you on another path, but, like, obviously much closer to the, the, the riverbed. Um, there's kind of no way to go down the right without, you know, like, interacting with those guys eventually. You might be able to sneak all the way down the left side. I'm, I, I'm, I think... Or you can go right through the tunnel. Mr. X, Isaac, I'd like I'm, you to uh, get, cover uh, me while, while I just walk oh, straight down the middle. What do you What do you think? Oh, oh. I'm going to need a good vantage point if we want to take these bastards out. So I'd prefer if we went got somewhere a little bit higher. A little bit closer, but a little bit higher. Both of you have the option of rolling what is called a protocol check. Um, this is a... a it would be good if Agent J was here because Agent J actually excels at protocol checks. Um, but a protocol check is a check that lets you remember a protocol that the Northern Tier has about its incursions that might uh, be of aid in this situation. Wait a sec. Hold on. Do you guys hear that? No. Uh, Isaac? A- Agent J, are you uh, trying to contact them on the comms? What's going on? Do you hear that in, in the off in the distance towards Steadman's Hollow? It's it's music. There's a man who leads a life of danger. <laughs> to everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. With every move he makes, another chance he takes. Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow. Secret Agent J! Secret Agent J! They have given you a number and taken away your name. So there's like a waft of... There's a like a waft of Camel Turkish Royals and smoke and like a waft of Chanel blue and I am in like a like a navy blue Burberry trench coat with a fedora and like my collar is like jacked up real high and I just look down at the Cayman and I look down at Isaac with disgust and I say if you want something done right do it yourself and I chuck my sig into the river. Real subtle there, Agent J. Oh, wow. Everybody roll protocol checks. What, what dice is that again? Is that a d20? Uh, that's a d20. Uh, Xavier, you want to add one. Uh, Isaac, you add zero, actually. You very know, know very little about field work. Um, I got a 14. Jay, you add a plus five. Yep. I got five. 14 plus zero, so 14. Yeah, and Connor, exactly. I'm, I'm preemptively I am preemptively doing um, a perception check. Uh, I, eh, mixed bag. Um, 
12, what's my modifier? Plus 7? 8. 12 plus 8, 20. Whoa, okay, so you got a 20 on the perception check, and then what was your protocol check? Do, uh, do I do a protocol check as well? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do I get my own modifier of plus 5? Yeah. 24. Holy shit, okay. Um, well, <laughs> uh, as you awake on foreign shores, Agent J, you immediately take a read on the situation and you're like these guys are idiots they've never been in the field i don't understand i thought caimans were like a trustworthy set of uh four foot long crocodile like guys um but this one like is about to lead this human astray um you guys should not be going down the tunnel those clay dudes are extremely dangerous and not interested in you guys right now this particular mission is about going in and getting the server shut down. And that's it. You know, do not fuck with the hollow. Oh, man. It'll fuck with you right back. You know, like, first rule of this, just, like, walk, walk away. If it's weird, just, like, walk away. Um, so, like, why are you guys still in line of sight? These are the questions that go through the mind of Agent J. All right, so I'm going to begin, um, uh, I'm going to do like a little toe kick on Professor X to nudge him my way, and then I'm going to grab Mr. Isaac X, by Mr. The, X. Mr. X, sorry. And then I'm going to grab um, Isaac uh, Communication by... Specialist Isaac. C- communi- communications Specialist uh, Isaac. Communications Specialist Isaac. CSI. <laughs> um, I'm going to grab CSI by the lapels, and I'm going to haul them behind a train trestle uh, to get us out of the line of sight. Uh, once we're out of line of sight, I'm going to... Um, I'm to, going to, to, to the uh, left or to the right? Oh, to the right. It's not my first rodeo. Uh, and then Always I'm going to, right. to, All right. I'm gonna smack uh, CSI uh, across the cheek twice hard and give him a little shake and go, get a hold of yourself, man. The mission's at stake. Ow. Isaac, your bento box pops open while you're being roughed up by uh, Agent J. You've met Agent J in the past. Um, not ever at headquarters or anything, but, you know, like, uh, at passing in, in, during field activities. Um, and Agent J, you recognize Isaac as, as another northern tier agent of some kind. Uh, and, and of course the Cayman is, is, uh, you know, uh, like a four-foot-long alligator-like creature with sure. a sniper rifle. Um, I respect, I respect the Cayman. I'm not gonna smack him around. God, you just have to. You gotta, you gotta respect the Cayman. He'll just shoot you right in the face. The bento box that's kind of right on your chest kind of pops open uh, a little bit like, um, like a little hinge, you know, uh, as if you're opening a little oven door in your chest. And you can look down and see a little screen uh, that is revealed by that. The way that a screen in like a mid-90s airplane would kind of come out of the ceiling, you know? Mm-hmm. You have like a little oscilloscope down there. This is you recognize it as a northern tier sensor package and it generally is displaying a radar like data set of the, the spots around you. Um and Isaac, as you look around, because this is your bread and butter, you know, is, is kind of like seeing 
trying to CSI. look at the world and uh, CSI. Yeah, CSI. It's, it's, it's how you be. The sensors are picking up heat that isn't that has no explanatory source that you can see. Which direction? There is a moving heat signature that's quite strong that is moving away from you guys way further to the right downriver. And that's the direction we need to go. Uh, no, so you guys have, have taken the right path and now you're up on the train trestle. And so further down the train trestle, if you just kept going and didn't stay near this valley, there's some sort of heat signature traveling away from you guys. You can tell from its kind of like Doppler-like disappearance. In the mouth of the hollow, kind of to your guys' left, and then again, and then again, it looks like there's three big heat signatures next to the railroad tracks, but not on them, on the hollow side of things. Can I tell if those were coming from the uh, clay creatures we saw earlier? No, the clay creatures are uh, kind of straight ahead. Further down the tunnel. uh, Yeah, like further down the tunnel, which is also further down the valley. Um, and so these things are really kind of at the mouth of the valley, and you guys are at the rightmost edge of the mouth of the valley looking. All right, I, I, re- I relay the information to Jay and suggest that Secret Agent Jay uh, lead us towards the mission objective while keeping us as much as possible away from these heat signatures. Mr. X, I'll note here that you have a climbing speed. What is the climbing speed? It's equal to your walking speed, so 30 feet around. But, you know, if you need to kind of, like, get a little bit of a point of view, you can just go up a tree, man. You're like a four-foot-long alligator creature with a sniper rifle. Okay. And we're we're not trying to engage the clay monsters, correct? Well, that's what correct. Agent Jay just told you, yeah. Who's going to stop the caiman with a sniper rifle if he wants to engage, though? I'm going to look over at Mr. X and knowingly I say, get up on those bluffs. You're lead singer. I'm on drums. And I reach into my trench coat and I pull out twin Glock 19s. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, cl- I climb a tray, I climb a tree in my sights and start firing on the clay people. Whoa. Okay. Um, let's take those sets of actions a little bit more slowly. You climb the tree. As you mm-hmm. climb the tree, what you begin to see... <laughs> okay, so you guys started at the bottom next to the river, and you've gone up, and you're kind of on those train tracks right there. The mm-hmm. men are, like, in the river thing that's, like, beyond where the tunnel comes out. Um, and that's a big fallen over tree that you guys can see but haven't gotten to yet. Um, okay. So you guys are actually kind of, like, two point locations away from the men you could snipe at them it might be hard to shoot at them with the glocks there's maybe not enough cover or there's too much ground cover for that um in any case uh so do you guys feel properly like oriented uh with Mm -hmm. this map i i yep yep i feel very oriented cool uh Mr. X, you begin to climb uh, one of the large London plane trees that's planted, uh, or perhaps is growing wild, uh, next to the train tracks here. Um, you notice, as 
you kind of knew to notice because Dead Man Hollow is all like this, uh, or at least most of it is. The whole tree is made out of um, fired clay. It's actually kind of a, a, a sculpture of a tree more than it's an actual tree, which is a weird thing to climb on, but you climb on it nonetheless. Going on the really small branches might cause them to break, so you stick to the main trunks. And as you get up, you're able to kind of look and you can see industrial buildings further down the valley. You can see three big circular ruins right close to the train tracks. Um, these might match up with those heat signatures that, that Isaac uh, sort of mentioned. And you can also see in the valley there, uh, kind of between these three circular ruins and the industrial buildings further away, there is the depression where Dead Man's Run uh, turns into a tunnel and goes underneath all the land that you guys have just been kind of walking on now. Uh, and you can see that there are perhaps, perhaps 25 clay men there. There's five or six uh, clay jays. There are about 10 captive JV, uh, claviers. And, um, he almost said Javiers. Javiers. Claviers. Uh, and and the, the, the remainder's made up of, of, of Klazics. Klazics. And Klazics. 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 Um, do I have to roll to line up my sight, or no? You do. Before you take that action, let's see what your brothers do. Uh, do you relate any of the information about kind of the lay of the land to anybody? Yes. All of How it. How do you do that? Um, You're like a four-foot-long alligator. Kind of. Uh... This might be a situation where I want to speak English. Xavier, I think you use thieves can't, and you just sort of, uh, you just sort of, um... Oh, he, like, taps on the tree? Is that... Yeah, no, uh, and just sort of, like, like sign language. Just, just right, like, right. sign language? Yes, yes. Agent sure. J, Agent J, make a protocol roll, and, um, and, uh, CSI, make a comms roll. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve, I'm stuck with twelves today. I got a five plus nine. So, uh, oh wow, okay, right, Isaac. You uh, make motions with your hands that are uh, the kind of um, SWAT team uh, signal that means, "Hey, man, you speak SWAT team signal." Up at uh, <laughs> Mr. X, uh, and so Mr. X is able to sort of SWAT team signal if he wants the information back down. Uh, yeah, so, so that's I resolved. so I then relay that to 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 uh, Agent J in this kind of like telephone game. Uh, of SWAT signals from a tail to hand signals to English. English words. There, there's a few times I think that uh, that I misspeak something and, and I can see uh, Mr. X frantically waving his tail to uh, correct me, so I, I make those corrections as well. Agent J... I've rolled a passive perception check on your behalf. Your extremely sharp agent eyes. Notice that between you and where the clay people are, are gathering, uh, 
you know, on, on this overland view, uh, y you can see that, that there's mist gathering fast. Uh, the opportunity for a sniper shot might be disappearing quickly. Um, I assume you relate this up to Mr. X, or, or at least maybe Mr. X is looking down the... You know, fog is starting to gather, brothers. I get... I... I give Mr. X the command. Fire! 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 Am I gonna have to roll for this? Mr. X, yeah, I want you to roll an attack roll. Uh, that's gonna be a d20 uh, plus four, because, like, that's your proficiency. Is this at uh, disadvantage because of the so, fog or no? So I rolled a 20 plus 4. Are you that's crit. 20. Oh, that's you an rolled a that's natural a crit. 20. You rolled a natural oh, 20. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Unfortunately, after you send your 10 sniper rifle shots off, uh, Caymans are extremely well armed and, and their sniper rifles are high, high magazine, high caliber. Uh, Mr. X does not fuck around, as it were. Um, the fog comes in, and you know that you're not going to get any more shots off after this initial uh, burst of fire. What you do know in your lizard brain and your big lizard heart uh, is that you, your aim is true, and uh, my that... aim is true. Edit that out. <laughs> Agent J. Communication specialist Isaac, as you guys walk up to where it's Creek Valley, where all of these clay creatures were, you actually do find ten clay men. They're shattered forms. Each one of those sniper bullets hit true, and there's a couple dead clay jays, a couple dead claviers, a couple cloners, and clysics. But the other ten? They're, they're gone. The mist was just a little too much. You guys are a little bit further into the valley now. What, what do you do? Agent Shay, do you know where this uh, device is we're supposed to get to? I do not. But we will find out. I want to look around. We're, we're looking for some kind of a computing device, right? It's a server. Jay, your bento box pops open. A little CD-sized disc <laughs> kind of comes out of a, a pocket on your arm. You look at it closely, it's actually a, a record that's been shrunk to be about the size of a CD, or something like that. It's it's mm -hmm. a weird format. Mm -hmm. As you read the inner spindle, it says, um, from management. And uh, Isaac... Uh, your bento box pops as well, and a, a little phonograph player kind of pops out below the oscilloscope. I take the uh, disc that, from Jay and... Pop that in there. Yeah. You guys kind of gather together and carefully assemble the the record, the phonograph. You guys hit the play button.
chance to play from a little phonograph record. <laughs> boys? Bo boys, are you there? Can you hear me? Am I coming through? Yes. Oh, mon cheries, mon chers, it's so good to speak with you. I take it you've arrived at Dead Man's Hollow. Click, click, beep, beep. We are here. Oh, uh, Mr. X, what are you doing? What's the beep beeps? Hmm. <laughs> I think that's oh. his, his way of communicating without hand signals. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We'll cut all that out. That makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> sorry. He's pantomiming. He's yeah. going beep beep. Yeah. He's, pant um, he's pantomiming. <laughs> How many titles can we work in oh, one episode? continues playing. Boys, this might seem like a pre-recorded message, but if not, you're wasting my actual time making series of clicks and hisses. I need you boys to shut down that server. Do you understand? Yes. Beep, beep. What's the holdup? Do you not... Did you not get the maps? No one Did sent us not... the map. No one sent us Have the map. Have we with not the, uh... briefed you properly? Did you not understand your hallucinatory revelations? The map was incomplete. Well, mon chers, there's not going to be anyone coming to get you out of this. I grab the disc, pull it off the phonograph, and throw it at the river. Oh! Oh, shit! <laughs> this has been Are We Doing This? A <laughs> weekly internet podcast with four friends that have no idea what they're doing. Hosts are Connor, Isaac, Xavier, and the Goblin King. <laughs> I saw my baby crying, crying hard as baby could cry. What, well, what could I do? Dance magic, dance magic, dance. What dance, kind magic, of magic dance. spell to use? Slime and snails. Slime and snails. And puppy dog tails. tails. Thunder, Thunder and lightning. And baby says. Dance magic, dance magic, dance magic, dance magic, dance magic, dance. Goodbye. <laughs> So while he's bringing up the map, basically, uh, so Xavier, you are scuttling up on the bluffs to get Vantage, and I've got my uh, twin Glocks, and I'm sort of like, I'm sort of like, you know. Right. That looks like a back. That looks like a penis. Does it? <laughs>